At Your Valuable Home, we're happy to announce that our audience grew substantially in the first half of 2023. Many of our new listeners, as well as some of our loyal listeners, may not have heard some listener favorites from 2022, so we're going to re-release four 2022 listener favorites on four consecutive Fridays. All four of these podcasts have our well-known home improvement replays and home improvement horror stories. In the feature of our podcast, we interview Jessica Laus from the National Association of Realtors about which home improvements bring the best return on investment. Take a listen. Something that I found was so interesting when we looked at this during COVID is that I think people had a little extra money to spend and we're all stuck at home, right? So we're not spending it on sporting events or going to the movies or anything like that. So tackling home projects went really high on a lot of people's lists. And something that we found from NARI members is that a lot of people said, I actually want to do a bigger scale project because I have the money to right now. Or they turned to a different room in their house and said, well, I just tackled the kitchen. What about the bathroom? And let me take that on. We found that 60% of NARI members were saying that people turned to a new room and said, you know what? I want to take this one on too. So I think that's really pretty interesting is that consumers were ready to do it and ready to take on that second project. And then on Friday, July 21, Scott Abernathy, good friend of Your Valuable Home, past president of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, and he has his own property management firm called PMI Professionals in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He comes and talks about the state of the market for residential properties. Vital information for anyone who has or is considering acquiring residential rental property. We're seeing some things settle down a little bit. Uh, the interest rates hikes that happened earlier this year, you know, where the Fed bumped up you know, interest rates about 75 basis points, but our long-term rates for like mortgages and stuff went up two and a half percent just overnight. That had a big impact on the real estate industry in general, slowing a lot of things down, everything from new construction to uh, resales. But some of it needed to be slowed down. As far as rentals go, though, they are still on fire. A lot of these people that were unable to qualify now because of that two and a half percent bump up in interest rates are now renting houses or continuing to rent. So therefore, the occupancy levels are super high and rents have really gone up. They've gone up a lot. And this is across the board, across the nation, but especially in the hot markets. In the feature of our podcast comes a highly listened to podcast featuring Mark Ferber from the Bucks County DA's office in PA. Mark tips us off on contractor scams you need to be aware of. Well, you know, it's gotten much better. I mean, we try to educate folks out there, but certainly seniors are targeted quite a bit for a couple of reasons. They're home and technology is new. So yeah, certainly seniors have been targeted and the apprehensiveness with technology, which I have too, I understand, makes it scary for folks. And that's why scams like the computer repair scam works so well with seniors because of our lack of ability to kind of navigate through that stuff so they do take advantage and in the last of our four 2022 re-releases dr stephen phillips a renowned authority on lyme disease has critical information for any listener who loves spending time outdoors the data for chronic lyme is so powerful at this point that it's almost ridiculous when doctors claim that there's no such thing as chronic lyme you know i would counter it and say that they're claiming that there's no such thing as chronic lyme despite overwhelming evidence rather than i'm claiming that there is chronic lyme i'm not claiming anything it's really based on the literature the medical literature is solid. It's not subject to dispute, but yet it is disputed. And the fact that this controversy keeps going on when, like I said, we find it from all these animal studies, we find it alive from humans, we can't kill it in the test tube. The maraschino cherry on top of everything was when the NIH did a study 
where they took these ticks that grew up in the laboratory not to have Lyme. So they're completely pathogen-free ticks. They put them on people with, they call it post-Lyme syndrome, where people still have chronic symptoms of Lyme. But they put these ticks on these people with, quote, post-Lyme syndrome, and the ticks got infected from people's blood. So the ticks are better at isolating Lyme bacteria than we are because they've been doing it for millions of years. We've only been doing it since 1981. Called xenodiagnosis. So putting a clean tick on a person with persistent symptoms of Lyme where they couldn't isolate the bacteria from these people, well sure enough the ticks can do it. And coming up in August through September, you want to hear the series we're planning for you right now. How will power America going forward? One or more of the energy sources we'll be talking about with the experts will most likely impact you, possibly your entire community. This is Kevin. And this is Ron. And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia. Provia, a faith-based company that makes entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone, and metal roofing, all of incomparable quality. Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes. Your valuable home is for you. The Project Replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble-free. Your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors. The college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home, what to look for in replacement windows, how to borrow sensibly against home equity, and more. College teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune. Their suggestions are great for ROI. It's time for Your Valuable Home. All right, Kev, opening up our show is Christine LaCroix, and she's got a Provia, Provia, and Provia story. A right? lot of Provia lot and of Provia. prior Provia, but yes, we have a great horror story. We got a great replay, and we're going to jump in. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, we're talking to Christine. She has work going on in her house, and it's been a while to try to pick out some things. We've been talking about this. We've done a lot of work at her house prior, but we decided to jump into the siding. We're doing the complete exterior of her house, and uh, she's going to come on and talk about why she chose the reasons why. We had just started recently. We are knee-deep in progressing. So I always ask... So the, you're working on it right now. Right now as okay. we speak. I came mm-hmm. right from her house to the studio. Mm-hmm. I always ask everybody, the first thing is, you know, what was one of the reasons why you decided to do the siding on your house? Um, the siding that we had before was, first of all, all installed incorrectly. Um, along this process, we found out that it was leaking water behind it. Um, and we just needed a product that was we knew would be solid and last us for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Wow, when you're taking the old side, have you taken the old siding off yet? Oh yeah, just, it comes right off. Is there any uh, any damage back there? Water damage? Back <laughs> yeah, there? Well, I'll let her answer that. Aha, uh-huh. Christine. Yes, there is. There was um, a lot of water damage found in the front of the house because the siding like in the soffits areas was not done correctly <laughs> so yes there was a lot of damage out there in the front yeah, it's gonna so be a horror story re- yes it's gonna feel really good to have it all replaced and we even found um a squirrel hole up there because um well they were able to get through the rotted wood obviously so this is a project we cannot wait to have completed so we'll know it'll be so much secure than what it is now 
Well, it's actually a happy story because you nipped it in the bud, right? Yes. Could have been a lot mm-hmm. worse. It could have been a lot worse. I, I mean, that water was running through there, and then you risk black mold or anything that's running down into your walls. I know the name the of that space. tune, believe me. <laughs> yep, running down from the crawl space, through the wall, through the bedroom. I mean, thank God we found it now, and we're taking care of it. Yeah, well, we just put the bedroom windows in, we, the master bedroom windows. We had to pull them out, and we put the new Pro-V and door window in. And I didn't want to mm-hmm. tell you this before, but I said, figure we get on the air, I get to let you know that the, the window closest to the front of the house was leaking. Yes. See, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. So I don't even know windows? what those makes were. <laughs> we had her husband on, Tommy, quite a few years back when we were broadcasting. Right, right. And this is one of the horror stories where they had some windows installed by, I don't know if it's a friend or acquaintance or a contractor, where they were away on right. vacation and they came back and the contractor was sleeping in their bed. Do you remember <laughs> oh, that? Oh, <laughs> remember that story? I forget a story like that. <laughs> so, Christine, you didn't forget about that, did you? <laughs> Oh, I'll never forget about that. No. So we we <laughs> always like a horror story. <laughs> some of the windows that were in were installed so badly that it was actually collecting the water and bringing it inside the house. And yes. there was no rubber, there was no foam. And this is only going back five, six years ago, correct? That, that these windows yes. were installed. And they're, they're already yes. having some issues. So we had fixed a lot of them, but when we pulled these two windows out, we noticed a lot of uh, damage to the area. So we pulled that out. You'll see, Christy, when you go in your master bedroom, there's new wood up there. Everything's all fresh and new. We put the rubber in. We have the windows installed. They're, they're tight. They are working perfect. But now you don't have to worry about them for at least another 40 to 50 years. Yes. And, you know, you could tell it was terrible. Like in the winter, you could actually feel a draft coming out of that window. I mean, for obvious reasons. Almost, <laughs> right. Right. And they were almost impossible to close the one to the right. I couldn't even close it anymore. I mean, I guess because it was swelling from the water, obviously, that was getting pretty much. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, yeah. after Kevin's work his workmanship and the quality of Provia windows, you're never going to have that problem again. They make a top, right. top quality product. Yes, I mean, and I the, the reason we picked them, the Cedar Shakes, too, I just love the look of them, and it's the quality. It's it's a good brand. So, yeah, I think we're going to be very happy with this project when it's all completed, definitely. Well, you know, one of the classics, so yesterday I was putting in the door. Now, that's the first time, and it's been a hot selling, yeah. doing a black-on-black door. It's the Provia door. Sounds cool. Uh, oh, it looks really yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm yep. getting it installed, and I like a little resistance to it, like way it's set up, so... It works perfect, but when it doors work very smoothly, there's means the seal's not hitting correctly. So the first door that we if took they work out, smoothly. Yeah, they work smoothly because the, the last door worked pretty smoothly, but the bottom sill, which is the rubber gasket, wasn't even touching the bottom, so the cold air was blowing in. So exactly. I said, listen, I'd like to do this. I'd like to put a little bit more pressure on the lock because Pro-V has adjustable locks where you can adjust the in and out of, into that gasket. Uh, they've got don't they have levelers on their door too they have they have everything so you don't have to worry about leveling it it'll tell you if it's right with the frame savers but this was just one of the 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 normal doors a wood frame Mm -hmm. and when we put the door in and i I was telling her i said listen i just made a little bit more tighter and she's like yeah you probably didn't notice there was a big gap at the other door i'm like oh yeah i do notice (laughs) that when doors work too easy it's like an interior door it's not there's no resistance because it's not pushing on a gasket this one is pushing on it, but it still opens right. and closes so smoothly. But the last door, when it was open, and better because the bottom gasket wasn't touching anything. So I figured we right. probably want to stop that elimination of the cold air coming in. So that's what we did when we put this door in, and it is perfectly installed. It is. It's a beautiful door, too. It's beautiful. Well, what, everything in the, the cedar siding, too, should work very well with that door. What's, what color is it? Uh, that is a black on black, and we're doing granite, the color granite, granite. Provia granite. So that's a nice, it's a nice pop. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's why. Yeah. But who? What was one of the reasons why you decided going with all cedar? Because I know we had talked about probably putting the double six cedar max down, but you were against that. You wanted something different, a look that was different. What, what yes, was the I wanted reason? a look that was different. I wanted a, uh, I want to create a real rustic look because that's how the whole inside of the house is. I have a lot of wood and stone. Of course, Kevin knows he's done a stone wall for me in my master bathroom and everything. So I wanted to keep going with that look. And I like a uniform look. I was thinking at the beginning of maybe having regular siding and then maybe a little bit of the cedar shape. But I just love the look of it all looking the same. So I, I think that's going to tie it all in together, especially with the black door and the new windows. I think it'll look beautiful. You're going to want to have to spend more time out of the house so you can drive up and admire your house. So we can more. see it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do spend a lot of time out there. We have an in-ground pool in the summer, and then we have a fire pit in the winter. So we do spend a lot of time sitting out there looking at that house. So, yeah, it's going to look beautiful. Yes. Yeah, in the past five years when we did your kitchen to your master bathroom, we've been talking about it. But I said, it, mm-hmm. the siding's still fine. I, I just didn't know that the siding was not nailed. So what happened was right. we first did the kitchen. It wasn't nailed at all? <laughs> oh, my God. How did, how did it stay up? <laughs> I don't know. Osmosis. So we had to do the, the master bathroom. It was a couple of years back. I said, well, listen, we'll put some new windows in. I'm going to pull the siding off. And I heard Dave just start cracking up laughing. He goes, you got to be kidding me. So they had the foam board behind the siding, but they only used inch and a quarter nails, roofing nails to put up siding, which is probably about an inch right there. Then you have a foam behind it. Then you have your other foam that's part of the house. So all it was is stuck into foam. So it just came right down. So it was pretty easy mm-hmm. to take it down. And Who then would tr- do something like that? <sighs> I don't know. I'll let you answer that one. I'm not sure on that one. I know like my contractor, the one who did the door with the big space underneath and the terrible windows and that stayed over here overnight. (laughs) This siding, I would assume, was probably from the beginning, Kevin, I guess from when they added an additional one. I mean, the house is like 50 years old. Oh, you didn't have this guy do this. Somebody somebody before you. This was prior. Oh, the house is 50 years old. What style house is it? It was the Center Hall Colonial. There was an addition that was put on over the garage. So there's no actually garage doors. There's a full addition, and that is now the family room. So we've done work. We did the kitchen. We did two bathrooms already, and and it's true that she's Mm -hmm. going into that rustic look. So this is going to complete it out because it's a very – it's not a development. It's in a wooded area. Mm -hmm. So it is an absolutely gorgeous setting, and I think it was perfect. That's why – I said, it, when you get to certain products, they get a little bit more expensive, but it's a look. And if it's that look yes. you want, this is a 50-year mm-hmm. decision you're making. You're doing it once. Brilliant. You may as well do it right. Yes. Yeah. You're doing it once. That's a and quote with the woods. <laughs> you're right, Kevin. With the woods, I wanted it to stay with that, like, look like that. I mean, like, it's funny how you look around. Like, I, a lot of the houses are just that beige siding like that. I mean, my husband really wanted something that was going to stand out, that was going to be different than everybody else's. And I think this will definitely, definitely will. So we'll be yeah, happy of, with that. A lot of people are going with what I would call, like, contemporary looks now. A lot of what you see yes. when you drive around Bucks County is the white house, a total white house, totally white house with black. Yep. Some of them don't even have shutters, but black frames, black window frames. Mm-hmm. Right? That's common look. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. if you want to eliminate the shutter, there's another option that we've been doing. It's the craftsman style look where we put a one by four around, one by six up top with a little bed molding, which is a mini crown up top, just to pop the windows a little bit. But that's if you go with a basic siding. I had this on my last house, the Cedar Shake. And I didn't put any shutters up because the shutters actually take away, in my opinion, the look of the siding. When you drive up to that house, I don't like to see white corner posts on a on a dark colored siding. I want to see the siding. That's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. And when you oh, pull money, yeah, there are a lot, right. Yeah. But you're getting a look out of it that is awesome. And by having that right. look, that's why I said everything should be consistent. Everything should be the if it's granite color and gray, 
everything should be gray. If you have right. all white, keep it white, but keep it simple but elegant. That's mm-hmm. the new timeless look. Having too much movement and, and too many different colors. Yeah, you want colors. a restricted palette. You don't want stuff all over the place. Correct. Know? Colors all over the place. Right. And right, right. the black mm-hmm. goes with what you're doing. The black goes with white. The black probably would go mm-hmm. with like an off-white. Okay? Correct. Right. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of it. It's a striking look. It really is. Well, one thing we're set up for, and I wanted to get this on the air, is that she has existing brick that's up there. But one thing nice that we can do is put a little Pro-V of stone right over top of that existing brick. We are set up for that, you know. Right. <laughs> we no. talked about it, but uh, we don't want to give Tom sticker shock right now. No, their, their, their stone product is, is not That out. would actually be absolutely gorgeous because that would give a real farmhouse look. But, uh, yeah, we I'm trying to protect Tom here, you know. So. <laughs> Take him out to the fire pit and have a glass of wine one night. Oh, he would definitely need that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everything that we talked about, you've done more on the higher end. And we, you said, listen, I want to do this. I'm doing it once. And if we're going to do it once, right. why not put something that you're going to be really happy with? Could you imagine putting right. a siding up that you're just not going to be happy with and you drive up for the next 25 to 30 years you're living there and going, oh, really? I, I don't Made like a mistake. Right. Made a mistake. No, you don't want to feel that way. So right. sometimes the value is to put something you really like in because if you want to get something done, now, we didn't know about all these problems that we were finding with the house because it was improper installation. Now, mm-hmm. Most siding contractors should be like, hey, listen, I'm going to put siding up. I'm going to make sure the water stays on the outside of the house, not bring it back into the house. And that's oh, what they right. did. They actually brought this back into the house. Mm-hmm. Kevin probably is one of the best salespeople for Provia because he, he really believes in the product through and through. What did he say to you that convinced you to go with Provia? First, for something that's going to last like a really long time. He was saying how much it's like maintenance free. So I was really happy about that. I was actually liking the cedar that's actually real wood, like cedar, real cedar wood. But I know how much maintenance and I, the cost of that. I mean, let's face it, wood doesn't last forever. And um, I wanted something that, like Kevin's saying, that was going to last forever. I, I wanted something that we're never going to want to sit back and say, ah, we're going to change it, you know, we, cheaper brand or we don't like it. We wanted something really good that for like it'll la- for a lifetime, we'll love it while well, the whole time we're here. So that, that was the big key. And the colors were great. There was a lot of different colors to choose from. So I love that. And I just like the look of it. I mean, it's a beautiful product. No beautiful product. And there's no doubt that Provia products, all their products get great grades in the test of time. Mm-hmm. One thing that really worked in, in when we were talking about the Provia product, we did our kitchen six years ago, about six years ago, it was done. And right. we did naughty order. We put in the kitchen looks absolutely gorgeous. The whole back room is mm-hmm. naughty order with a beaded soffit built in cathedral ceiling, but we put right. a new door in and that back door which is it's really a front entry door but they said since they use that pool area so much they wanted the door that's just going to look so nice with the wood and when we were yes. talking about it before we even talked about the provia product i said that door six years ago that's a provia door and yes. mm-hmm. that was the the most convincing because we remember we it still looks great oh yeah absolutely yeah Probably 10 years from now it still look great but it looks authentic Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When you see a lot of the wood doors, they look like a plastic high poly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. Right. It fits with the naughty order, the wood that she's talking about, the rustic look. Yep. And that's what mm-hmm. I said. Well, listen, that's why we're using the Provia siding. That's the same product we're using, the Provia door that was already installed six years prior to this. you got to get this. some pictures of this and put them on your Facebook Oh, page. yeah. Yeah, we will be doing it. I usually forget to take the beginning pictures. Hey, by the way, did you take any pictures prior to this? Because I didn't. I just usually take the after. 
We should have. Boy, we should have definitely took some pictures. I could get a couple still of what we haven't taken off yet. <laughs> so there you I could go. get out there and take some pictures. <laughs> but that door in the kitchen, I mean, like, okay, so six years, that door is like it's brand new. I mean, it is so solid and well made, and it's just a heavy, good door. Yeah, the so, signet door. It really is nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what we'd like to do is we want to get you back on now. Uh, we're going to be putting up siding this week and we'll get you back on to talk about what your thoughts are now that everything's together. And is it part of that theory that you said, hey, I'm going to have this rustic look? Is it what you wanted? So uh, we'll get you back on in a couple of weeks when we're getting close to finish and we'll keep talking about okay. the Provia product. Sounds great. We got a doozer of a horror story again this week, and it involves roofing again, doesn't it? Jeez, I never heard that one before. (laughs) Roofing, window installations. That's probably the most of the horror stories that we've seen that aren't that much damage, but again, cause somewhat of an inconvenience. Luckily, I was talking to somebody about a week ago, and I said, listen, why don't you come on the air? And they feel weird about coming on because they just don't want the roofer coming back to them. I said, listen, we never mention names. We just want to make sure that our listeners can get a great education when they're picking a roofing contractor. So they're aware of the scam. (laughs) Well, it was really the, a scam. Yeah. This is what you call a bad job. So everybody today, and I, again, I would love to have somebody come on and say, listen, I'm the one that first physically does the work because I don't know of any roofers uh, in this area, in the Tri-County area, that the owners are physically doing the work. But I'm sure there are some out there. I don't do roofing. It was a homeowner, needed a roof, bad shape. They had to pay for a new roof and they signed with somebody. And first thing they did ask, are they subcontractors? And they said, no, they're definitely not subcontractors. Well, the next thing you know, some people were coming out. They couldn't communicate with them because they didn't speak English. They had that roof ripped out and put back on in the day. In a day. And and that's most of the industry. Well, listen, that that's normal. I said, so what things you have to look for? It is normal to do that? And rip it out oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. they'll bring a, a, a ton of people out there. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's not bad. Like I said, it's not bad. But it, I said the key elements with roofing. Are the ice shield, do they at least offer you to properly install the ice shield? Because we're in an area where you can have damage that occurs in the wintertime. And if you want to minimize that, and in C3 and a half, believe me, is a minimum coverage. You ever see the insurance commercials? You can use it if you just have minimum coverage. But then you start complaining when you have a problem because you don't have enough insurance. Well, it's mm-hmm. the same thing that I'm talking about here. And we did a show on that back in the beginning of podcasting on how to properly install it. And I've talked about it probably about another 30 shows. Now, they didn't talk about that. But they did say flashing. I said, oh, great. That's, that's good. So I'm sure they were replacing the flashing. Oh, yeah, they said they were doing it. We actually saw them taking it out. So we felt more comfortable that they were putting new ones back in. I said, absolutely. That's the important part is that most of the time you'll see them leave it up there. So the roof's ripped off. They have the no ice shield down. They'll have felt paper or synthetic down. But you still see the old flashing all crinkled up in there. Well, they took it out. So I said, all right, well, what's the problem? They didn't she said, put any back, back in. Okay. <laughs> there was an area, she said, where... Uh, the husband, it was low enough, and it was like a, a little roof. I said, well, it's a pent roof. And she said, yeah, they, they, we, we saw them. We physically saw them. And again, I said, pictures also work too. But when they had the roof, we just had some rain finally recently, uh, just a little while ago, and they said water was coming into their family room. And I said, well, was it coming in before? She said, no, absolutely not. This is just something new. So my husband went up there the next morning, and you could see between the, the siding, she said, and the roofing, and they saw the back wall because it was a – the plywood, she said. And I said, well, you're not supposed to see the plywood. It's supposed to be new flashing. It's nice he, and shiny. Uh, he must have been a younger guy to go up on the roof. Like an older guy, 55, so My age. Uh, yeah, my age. Yeah. Yeah, but it was the first level. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, he just reached up and he loves the show. And I said, well, listen, thanks for listening. But uh, I said, what did you see? He said, well, the plywood. I said, well, that's not a very good sign because there should be at least step flashing behind there. But I said, the proper way of doing it. He goes, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I, I didn't get the pictures and I didn't do this. And I said, well, listen, if you don't do those things, 
this is the inconvenience that you're going to have. The roofer came back out. Bottom line, the roofer did come back out, ripped all the siding down, ripped the roof back, put the new flashing in. But I said, what about the damage on the inside? He said, well, you can call the insurance company, your own homeowner's insurance to have it fixed. Right. I said, well, it's not really that much damage. It wasn't like a long soaking rain, but it's damage that occurred. So I, what I said to him, no, you fix it. I don't want to, this is not an insurance claim. I don't want to put it on my insurance because this isn't my fault. You should go back to him and say, I don't care what you do. If you want to put on your insurance, you want to do it, just fix it. I don't want to be held accountable. I don't want to do anything. I just want you guys to fix it because it's more of an inconvenience and it's aggravation because your subs, you didn't, number one, do QC and check that they had new flashing put in, but let alone not to put any in at all. That was the most, it, it, it's mind boggling. Now, wh what's the fix on that? Do you have to go oh, back and rip that roof off and do it? That last course that's last up against course, there, yeah. you've got to be able to pull that up because you have to nail the step flashing. And it's got to be nailed above the keys, which is the nail line. So when you're nailing that flashing, each piece is put on from the bottom of the key line, where the stuff where you don't see that shingle, then it's got to be put on, then a new piece gets put on, then a new piece. But I said, if you really want to do it right, and she said, we know because the that pent roof had a little bit of siding above it. So between the top roof and the bottom roof is about four feet. I said, why don't they just rip everything apart and put new ice shield all the way up the wall, then put the flashing, then put the Tyvek on, and by then you could put, take a garden hose on it for 25 years and you'll never have a leak. But from the notes you gave me for the show plan today, I don't think this guy's around anymore, is he? From what I heard, no. So none of this is going to happen. Yeah, none of this is going to Well, here's what I did. Most of the roofing companies around here over the past five years are just trying to sub it out because everything's hot right now because everybody thinks they got to get a new roof. But these new companies coming in, if they can't keep selling or they're having problems because the sub crews they have don't want to work for them because maybe they might not pay or they they get less pay because they're not getting enough money in the demand for that roof when they sell it, then you're going to be out of business. So these subs, they don't care. You're never going to get them. Once they get their money, they're, 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 out, they're of out of here. They're so out of here. So the bottom line is the brunt of this is the homeowner, the one taking all the punishment for this because they don't know who they're hiring. And we have Mark coming on, coming up in the college segment. And I can tell you all on Facebook. And again, I'm not here to badmouth anybody, but every time I catch all these roofers, hey, look, I'm looking to get a roof. Uh, how long have you been in business? Hey, 28 years, 26 years, 35 years. So I write back to them and I'd say, listen, you just got your Pennsylvania HICPA license six months ago. Can you explain the other 30 years you've been in business? Well, I've I actually been taking 30 screenshots other licenses. of it. <laughs> All the other ones, we already had the loss because we've been a bad roofer. Listen, I'm not here to badmouth people, but if you're a bad contractor, you really shouldn't be in this business. Go somewhere else because these are homeowners' hard-earned money that you're wasting, and now they have to rip out and redo and the aggravation you got to put them through. It's supposed to be a good time to get a new roof or a siding job. Yeah, it's going to cost you money, but if you get a brand-new roof for homeowners, should drive up to the house and go, wow, I love this roof. And I know it's done and done right now. I never have to worry about it again. But why are these horror stories building up so much more and more over the past two years? That's the problem I have. Well, I think probably COVID put more people into the contracting business. Correct. Uh, right? So that happened. And as we go through time here, uh, you see a lot of this happening, a lot of, a lot of shoddy work, whatever. Forget contracting. It happened, it's happening all over. So, I mean, in terms of manufactured products, too, it's happening. I'm not I don't disagreeing. Know. It's just like a spate of it, and it's not getting any better anytime soon. I don't think. I've been very blessed to, to have the same people that I do have to sub out to, like electric and plumbing. I've been with the same guys for a long time, but again, me physically doing the work is another big difference. But I said, listen, I did roofing back from say 1989 to 96 before I uh, said I'm not doing this again because it, this industry is changing, and this is what I see when I tell people. Hey, I revolutionized the industry. Why? So I got out of it. Number one is because I knew it was going to this direction. All sales. 
and then subs. I don't want to do that. I actually physically did the work. Then I started the sub out and I said, you know what? It's an aggravation. I just don't want any parts of it because also insurance, carrying for doing roofing insurance oh, is through oh, the yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah uh, because you got guys up there who could fall. You got a worker's comp. You got yeah, like, I don't want any parts of that. All the other stuff. Don't want any yeah. parts. So that's why I said, to, you know, doing what I do, I love doing it. And just with roofing, I'm just trying to give the best advice for everybody so they get a good roof. Uh, just because a company comes in, gets it done in the day and cleans up might not be the best job for you. And it's probably at the lowest price, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people paid a lot of money and they still don't get the best job just because it doesn't leak or you don't physically see it doesn't really mean it's the best job that you're going to be ultimate and completely free of of any issues down the line. And when I talk to people about the ice shield, they're like, well, I don't know if they did that. And they said, well, why, why would you really want that? And I said, well, listen, during the summer, it's insurance policy. But in the wintertime, this is what can happen. And if you have this problem, then you're going to be complaining about it. So why not get it from the beginning and spend a little bit more extra money up front so you never have these problems? Roofing products and all roofing products are going to last you anywhere from 30 to 50 years. So why not do it right the first time so you never have a problem? Everything you just said, if you have a roof done and you've got like 30, 40 years in the house, you like the house, it's best to get the best shingles you can. You know, we know now that Provia makes a metal, metal oh, shingle. Beautiful. Call it a shingle. Yeah, beautiful. It's just, I mean, that's going to last a long time to make sure you do all your homework about the people who are going to put it on there. Correct. Because you just want, it's a one and done. You don't want to do it twice. Right. And that's what I'm trying to let people know that it's, I, when I did the roofing back, and this is going back 89 to 1996, I still haven't had anybody call me because I still get a lot of people calling me saying, hey, look, you, you did the siding on my house or you did the roofing. Uh, now I want the kitchen because I'm mostly into mm -hmm. kitchens and bathrooms. Why aren't they having problems? And this is over 30 years ago when the product was not as great as it is today because people don't care where they nail. They don't care what it looks like. Everybody thinks they're the best until I go up there and take a look and show pictures of how bad their workmanship is or the shortcuts they made if you're local. So why not get it right the first time? And just because you see somebody all over the place doing a lot of shingling in the area. Doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean they're the best. Doesn't and that's good. why nobody questions me. I say, well, listen, if you're really that good, can I come to your job and take a look at your work? Nope. You're not allowed near our site. You're not, I don't mean near the house. Well, why? I said, I'm just doing it they don't want to. They don't want you to see what's going on. They want to just sure. cover it up. And that's yeah. what we're trying to do here at Your Valuable Home is just give you the best education. We don't want you to be taken and, and having these issues. We don't want you on the horror store. We just want you to be happy with all the work that you get done. So And get what you pay for. And exactly. Yeah. All about the value. Well, listen, stick with us because Kevin just mentioned the name Mark. Mark is Mark Ferber, Chief of Economic Crimes and Insurance for the Bucks County DA's office. And he's a great friend of Your Valuable Home. And he's coming on. We're talking about some of the common scams and problems caused by, should we say, unscrupulous, unscrupulous contractors. contractors. Okay, so stick with us. That's in our featured segment today. All right, we'll be back after we take a quick break. Hey, Kevin here, installing another Provia entry door. I do about 50 or more a year. Schlage knobs, hardware, and handle sets make a great complement to any Provia fiberglass or steel entry door. Provia and Schlage, I think, are the best combination of curb appeal, style, and security money can buy in entry doors. And Schlage now has a complete line of Wi-Fi locks, including the new Encode Plus, which can be locked or unlocked with the tap of an Apple Watch. Amazing. Provia and Schlage, there's no better combination for entry doors. Okay, Ron, it's now, uh, I believe I've got coming on one of my favorite guests. One of our favorite guests, somebody who's been on before, and one of your favorite subjects, too. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> our podcast this week and next address two scourges of both homeowners and renters. Contractor scams, you know that well, right? 
and telephone and mail shakedowns. And I, I've gotten some buttes lately, which I'll share. We're going to do that next week. I'll share them next week. It's They're beautiful, I know, aren't they? Uh, unreal. We're speaking with Mark Ferber, Chief of Economic Crimes and Insurance Fraud in the Bucks County DA's office about what unscrupulous home improvement contractors are doing. Next week, Mark will be joined by Mike Bannon. They work together on this kind of thing all the time. Director of Bucks County's Consumer Protection Weights and Measures when we address phone and mail scams, which seems to be increasing for some reason. I don't know why. Mark, wonderful to have you back on Your Valuable Home, frequent contributor of Your Valuable Home. Thanks for being on our show and welcome back. Well, thank you very much for having me back. It's a a pleasure to be here. Uh, Always a pleasure to appear on the show. At this point, after nine years of broadcasting and podcasting, we told almost 500 horror stories about home improvement contractors shaking down homeowners. Mark, I'm sure you've seen a lot of this sort of thing in your career with the DA's office in Bucks County. In your mind, how many home improvement cases have you tackled just in the last 10 years? It's tough to say uh, specifically, but I put the number in a general sense at dozens of these cases that I personally handled. And my unit, the economic crimes unit, handles more than that too um, every year. Seems like we have more and more cases. So how many deal with annually? A lot. Four or five? (laughs) A lot. lot. Okay. It's amazing. I would say the things about these investigations, and when we say cases, we're actually ha- handling them from the ground up, building the case with the investigator to make it so that we can walk into court and secure a conviction. Because they're so labor intensive, I-, I would say each prosecutor in my unit typically handles about five major contractor fraud cases a year or so. So I would say between 15 and 20 major contractor fraud cases a year we deal with, plus some others that come in that are, that are not specifically handled by my unit, but we may give some direction to other assistant DAs in terms of how to handle the cases. So that's 20 a year just in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Big ones. Just in Bucks County. That's the big Big ones. ones. That's not the small ones. That's the big ones. Is that number going up or is it going down? I think it's increasing. And the reason I say that is I'm not quite sure what's behind it, whether there's there's actually more fraud out there. I think that part of it is that police investigators are getting better, especially here in Bucks County, at investigating and identifying contractor fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old days, contractor fraud, just a, a run-in-the-mill police officer got a report of it. They would write it off as a civil matter. You know, hire an attorney, go sue them. But now we have a set of guidelines that we've developed, that my office has developed and distributed to police departments to assist them with how to conduct these investigations, how to really identify whether it's a criminal matter, and then how to prove it, how to build the case so that we can walk into court and be successful. Yeah, I would say you're probably right about that. Everybody's getting more attuned to the problem. And how about the severity of those cases? I mean, technology, when you come back on next week, we're going to talk about some of the scams that happen uh, over the internet, through the mail, and that really gets down to, I'll call them criminals, getting more astute about the use of technology, but in the contract area, it doesn't have anything to do with technology, really. It has to do with just shaking down people. So what about the severity of the cases? Severity depends on you know what the job is and what it represents to the homeowner. We've seen multiple cases in, in recent years 
where homeowners have exhausted sometimes their life savings to pay for what they feel are substantial home improvements, but may only be a few thousand dollars, and they've just been taken for everything they've had. And conversely, we've seen uh, more recent cases and investigations where homeowners have been defrauded out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. I had a recent prosecution where a homeowner paid in excess of $100,000 for a cabinet job. And these were all for cabinets. And he got nothing. He Not a single cabinet was ever delivered. So he put out a hundred grand. Was it in cash or was it checks? Checks. Checks. Okay. A series of checks and, of course, a series of promises, written contracts. And this contractor just clearly had an art. He had developed an art for lying. And it wasn't until the homeowners took it upon themselves to check into some of his lies that they discovered that the cabinet company that he had told them that he was ordering the cabinets to be custom built from, in fact, had gone out of business. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh my God. So this becomes a criminal matter, right? Not just a civil matter at that point? Absolutely. We, we prosecuted that individual and he went to jail. He did time behind bars. Now for something um, like that, the, for $100,000, is that, we talking five years, 10 years? What's the length of time they're going to be in well, jail for that? He served uh, county time, which was under a, a year minimum. However, the other success story with this prosecution was that we were able to get all of the restitution back. The homeowner was paid in full and got everything that he had initially laid out for these cabinets. The defendant paid back prior to serving his jail sentence. That's awesome. That is that is awesome. Much to your credit. The Bucks County is glad to have people like you that are doing Absolutely. a great job. Absolutely. I'll tell you anybody in Bucks County, because I know we're all over the world right now with the podcast, but we bring the best on and Mark is the best. And I tell no you, it's it. a pleasure to have him on and pleasure to have him in because I also live in Bucks County to do what he does. So thank you. And everybody in Bucks County thanks you for this also. Contractors don't really thank you, but this is... Well, the good ones do. The good ones do. Absolutely. Exactly. He's keeping the bad ones out of your good ones' hair, you know? He shouldn't have to go through all this additional work. If you have good contractors in the beginning, it's it's less for Mark to do. If you had more people, like, again, I know a good handful of them, me, that would get in there. Thank God he does what he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always say it on the show when people say, you know, being a good contractor, that's easy to do. For me, it, it, it came natural. I've been It's been great for 33 years, but the hardest part for me is... To find these scams or find out how they're trying to sell you or deceit you and to try to sell you and then try to maybe change the contract up. But without bending or breaking the laws, they'll bend the laws as much as possible. Is that something you're also finding? Oh, absolutely. You know, they'll push the limits. There are cases that we find investigations or stories that we hear from police officers about cases where they do straddle the line and they stay legal. And where we unfortunately do have to say, look, this is a civil matter, but certainly... Uh, even if they're not in violation of the criminal law, you look at it and you just say, morally, ethically, they're not doing the right thing. Jesus. That's why your valuable home has been so successful to try to guide these people in the right direction to understand that there is a lot of them out there. There's a lot of bad contractors. And again, if you can give us any great information, some things that you've seen, what to look out for when these contractors are trying yeah, to sell you. Yeah, what are a couple you? other horror stories? That, uh, what's the horror story of the year for you of uh, 22 so far? This is one that always sticks in my mind. It's not from this year, but it's very recent in the past couple of years. In fact, uh, the case came to a conclusion during COVID, during the sort of the height of COVID, we were able to successfully prosecute this guy. But what sticks in my mind about it and what made it such a real horror story was this guy had defrauded numerous people. One was a full home renovation. Others had fairly large projects in their home. But, you know, the, the person I think I felt the worst for out of the whole story was a woman who lived on the same block 
as the contractor that just defrauded her. She had to walk out of her house every day and see this guy walking his dog uh, down the street, knowing that they're going to court, you know, the next week or, uh, or the week after. It was just terrific. Luckily, we were able to put him behind bars uh, oh, as well. Oh, boy. Just an awful situation to have to uh, see the person that you know ripped you off every day. Did she know him home. as a friend or a neighbor and hire him as a result of that before this all happened? Absolutely. That was one of the uh, big selling points was, hey, I'm right here. I'm right around the corner. I what can a do guy. this job for you. You know, you know, so-and-so down the block, you know, it was a huge selling point. And you can trust me. I'm sure yeah. I said that too. Right? And you don't have to do your homework yeah. because, <laughs> exactly. you know, I'm right here. You know, yeah. you, you can trust me. Well, that's what we oh, find boy. most of the time when, when, when I do get to talk to a lot of people, they say, you know, we love the show, but uh, we didn't do what you said. So how do we get out of this? Well, you got to rip it all out and redo it and start over again. And I just, that's what I want to get. My information is back from homeowners on why you chose that contractor. Like, give me some of the things, Mark, between you and I, bottom line is a lot of it's pricing. Uh, people yeah. come in with this low, low price, price and, low price, yeah. and now not, with the new and laws. probably don't pay a lot of attention to the other details, right? Right. And what I'm finding, and Mark, are you, are you seeing this also, that you could have 10 contractors coming at $80,000. And after, say, the bad, unscrupulous guy comes in and says, well, he, they don't ask a lot of questions, we'll leave a lot of them segments out of the contract. We'll be 50000 So if everybody's 80000 if I come in fifty, I know they're going to sign with me because most of the writing is similar to the other contractors. But if there's a oh, gotcha in it, and it's a $10,000 fix, then you know it's going to be there. You can charge $40,000 And they 40, get into the middle more. of the job when they tell you about the gotcha. And everything's ripped apart, right, exactly. and then by all they have it because they're oh, going to present that idea. <laughs> and that's what it, it's tough about it is yeah. that if you don't know going into the beginning about this contract and really get into detail about it, they're going to be in a tough situation. But it doesn't make it criminal or civil at that point because they're doing what the HICMA says to do. If you have a problem, you present the idea before – it's there. You put it in paper, either in an email and writing, and say you got to sign off on this. Well, if, it, if it's a three hundred dollar fix and you're charging them twenty five thousand dollars, they can get to twenty five thousand because they, pro, they presented it to you in a legal manner, in paper or in writing, and said this is a problem and said this problem's here and we didn't know that it was going to be in there. You've got to pay it. Is that true, Mark? Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, it's it, that, that that would be a very difficult case to prove intent to defraud all because you know the homeowner's going on you know let's look for the cheapest rate up front you know that what's on paper and uh and that's the end result it's 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 a real shame but i i think that's going on do the people behind hicpa do they ever reach out to da's like yourself around pennsylvania for feedback on how's this all working could it be work better should it be should it be tightened up should we fine-tune it does that ever happen that's a good question. Um, you know, the people behind HICPA are essentially the the, the legislature, right. um, and uh, there have been uh, some proposed amendments uh, to HICPA over the years. One of them was to make it a criminal provision that you have to be licensed. Right now, it's a requirement under the Act, but it's not a criminal provision where you could be charged if you operate without a license, charged criminally. And uh, there was pending legislation, uh, apparently, that, that died uh, somewhere um, in the Pennsylvania legislature and never made it, uh, you know, into law. So it's the kind of thing where um, I haven't had anyone proactively reach out, but we are in uh, very close contact with the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office Consumer Protection mm -hmm. Division, which 
administers HICPA and um, also has uh, investigators that follow up. We uh, uh, generally work with them on cases, keep them advised of uh, some of the findings uh, that we have on cases and investigations. And uh, they're very helpful, but they're bound you know, by the laws we have it now. One thing with HICTA, I think it's uh, it's $50,000 liability insurance, right? Minimum. Minimum $50,000 liability insurance. So if somebody's carrying the minimum $50,000 liability working on a houses in Bucks County have risen in value tremendous, everywhere in Bucks right. County, tre- tremendously in value. If you're working on a $750,000 house and you burn it down, that $50,000 is not going to go a long way. That's true. We just had recently one last year contacted us. It was in the inbox County and it was a contractor who didn't even have a license and he ripped off the part of the roof and built a indoor swimming pool. Do you remember that uh, remember conversation that, that we yeah, had? I remember Destroyed that. Destroyed the sad, brand new kitchen. Sad story, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just kept dishing more money to him thinking that he would come back. And then I got to t- talk to one of the insurance guys. I said, listen, I'm not involved in this. I'm just the host of your valuable home. I just want to help her through this. And uh, the, the one guy said, yeah, this is the third claim against this guy. And then I went back to the contract that he'd written up, and his proposal number was 003. <laughs> and I picked up on that. I said, I don't think this is going to be good for you. Uh, so I said, listen, I really wouldn't settle for this. Uh, on top of that, the, the guy didn't have a license. After I did my investigation, yeah. there was no license. At it. I, and for like, did I'm that like, end up with you, Mark? Not that I recall. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd have to check. Yeah, this okay. was over a year ago. Over a year about ago, a year, yeah. A yeah I remember ago. that story, yeah. That's but just, you feel really story. bad for the people that are taken. That's what we're trying to do with the show is just try to give as much information as possible. Yeah, you're probably going to pay more, but to really get into detail about that contract because, as you said, the law is there to protect you, but it's how far is that law going to be able to protect you if they're not breaking the law? It's a tough question. You also deal with insurance fraud. When we spoke recently, you mentioned a contractor case that involved novel type of insurance fraud. Can you share that with us, with our listeners? I'm not sure that I would call this a trend yet, but we we have seen in, in a, a recent investigation of a contractor. Now, this contractor, um, as we just talked about, had taken out an insurance policy, had contractor's insurance, and he provided that information to his customers. As the case goes, he failed to deliver what he promised, and at least one of the victims filed a, a claim with his insurance. Now, that claim was denied, and as we found out, this contractor had misrepresented the scope of his work on his insurance application. So he said, for example, that he was only doing finished work, small carpentry, and window and door installation. In reality, he was doing, you know, full projects, deck work, fencing, kitchen renovations, things like that. So not only had he defrauded, committed insurance fraud by misrepresenting the scope of his work to the insurance company, but he was also essentially ripping off his customers by providing them with an insurance policy that when they went in, they said, sorry, this isn't covered. This guy's just a finished carpentry guy. We, we don't cover you know, what he did. Those customers have any recourse at all? They really didn't except to sue him uh, civilly and then, and then bring the case to uh, law enforcement, which uh, was a wonderful thing that they did because we were able to determine you know, that there were multiple victims and not just in Bucks County. We found uh, victims in, in Philadelphia that he had done the, the same thing to. And we uh, you know, undertook a um, comprehensive investigation you know, to look at everything uh, that he was up to, not just the victims in Bucks County. Unbelievable. So does he operate interstate? 
From what we had determined, he was operating in suburban Philadelphia area. Okay, so it could be Montgomery County, whatever, Delaware County, right? Exactly. Have you seen any repeat of that? We haven't yet, but it's something we're certainly going to keep our eye out for. We have seen uh, cases of uh, contractors misrepresenting things to insurance companies uh, when they apply for uh, insurance. This is the first one where they've misrepresented the scope of their work, but we've seen fairly frequently contractors you know, misrepresenting. Uh, for example, some insurance companies want to know if they have any prior civil judgments or any pending civil uh, legislation or any prior criminal convictions. And when they misrepresent that, they are you know, defrauding that insurance company by uh, essentially covering that up. Yeah, well, roofing's got to be one of the big ones. That's one thing I stopped. That's got, why I always tell that's people. That's my next question. Yeah, 1996. Let's get, in, let's get into that. We've just been talking about that in recent weeks. We're talking about contractor insurance fraud that centers on contractor spotting supposedly damaged supposedly, roofs. They drive yep. through the neighborhood and say, you know, tell, knock on the door and tell the homeowner, oh, you have what, hail damage on yeah. your roof? Okay, right. Then they tell the homeowner the insurance will cover the cost of a new roof. Have you experienced this, Mark? Well, we've seen it not necessarily with reports of a you know a contractor uh, defrauding people, but we we have seen it from the insurance fraud end. Insurance companies uh, will sometimes refer to us cases where they believe contractors are inflating cost of of roof uh, replacement. That can be very difficult in in terms of prosecuting that, being able to prove it. You know what materials were required. And whether it's you know simply a, uh, a a dispute over you know industry standards and you know what what's required versus out and out defrauding, it's kind of tough you know to go back to the inception and say, look, there was only this much damage to the roof, but he he put on a whole roof and so forth. It's kind of tough to reconstruct that. So those cases can be very difficult for us from the insurance fraud angle. Yeah, because it's easy to do. They started that in siding about 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and now they're, they're into roofing. Now, they, they did catch one of the guys, because I remember dealing with one of our state reps about 15 years ago, and I said, listen, we got a big problem here. This is going into the hundreds of millions of dollars in this area. And it was one company in that was going area? in. Bucks County? Bucks County area, Montgomery Eastern, area. Eastern Pennsylvania. Basically, it was the Tri-County area. Mm-hmm. And I did a little more investigating. So this has got to be stopped. It's not so much me, but it's everybody, the good contractors in the area are losing all these good siding jobs because he's claiming there's hail damage. Now, I know they finally caught the guy, went to jail, but he got out on bail. And uh, last I heard from one of the insurance people that I know that uh, he's back in Europe. So there was back no way to Europe? get him. Yep. Yeah, we we're talking millions was of dollars. Was he European? Yes. Uh-huh. So now you're seeing it all over in roofing, and there's nobody to stop it. That's why we tell homeowners, listen, if you know there's no damage up there, and they're coming over and saying, hey, listen, we, we can go up there and give you free inspection. Hey, we found damage. You know there's no damage. That's insurance fraud, and that's on you. You know, I got my own take on why it's, uh, and roofing would roofing would be an easy scam to, uh, to play, because who's going to go up and check on their roof? Uh, Either before to see if there is damage or after to see what was done. You're not going to go up on your roof. I wouldn't. No, no. It's, but that's why it's so easy. Because, again, it's plausible deniability. Am I right, Mark? If they don't know and they're yeah. saying, hey, it's up there. But I didn't know. They're not going up Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah, they, it's just, uh, this is what I was told. This is what the uh, estimate says. You know, before you know it, it's all ripped off and replaced and the claims filed. You can't prove a thing. Nope. Yeah. Roof's done. So How what happens when, you know, when when the homeowner goes knocking on the door of the insurance company saying, well, this guy said this would be covered, and what happens then? I guess ultimately that's up to the insurance company. We've, we've seen referrals where uh, 
the insurance companies take a very hard look at things and they may be suspicious about it, but ultimately, um, you know, I, I think they pay out um, in the end. We've, we've been referred things to look at. Uh, sometimes insurance uh, companies will refer things to us, not necessarily to specifically conduct an investigation, but just to keep on file as information for us so we can link it up when we start to see, that, as Kevin was talking about, the same company or the same guy doing this over and over again throughout Bucks County. Maybe we can sort of start to piece it together as a pattern. Well, you think about it. If you have a brand new roofing company just started a year and a half ago, how are you getting jobs? Yeah. So what they do is they canvass the area and shaking, shaking yeah. people down. People and people down, are yeah. loving it because they're they're claiming on the insurance. Remember, when we, so Mark, we did a show last probably three or four weeks ago or a month ago, and it was aired. And uh, one of the things where people were complaining about was that they got stuck because sometimes the insurance didn't pay. But the bottom line is that they said they couldn't afford a roof, so they had to go the insurance way. And I said, listen, insurance is there not for uh, maintenance is there for accidental. So if you're a homeowner, you should be paying for a new roof. But these right. unscrupulous contractors, they need to sell. They need to get their that money. And how they're going to get that money is they're going to come knocking on your door knowing there's no hail damage or no wind damage. They're going to say you have damage. Next thing you know, you're not up there. Insurance is going to come out. They're going to already put the temporary patch down. Patch is done already. So you don't know really what's under there at that point. So now it's a finger pointing at this point. But the bottom line is that roof is still getting the money. The insurance is still paying for it. Everybody's rates in the area are starting to go gone. up. And he's gone. And he's gone when he mm-hmm. gets the money. Mm-hmm. I've seen companies yeah. over the past 20 years go in and out when they're doing this. And roofing is one of the big ones right now. And you can see if you just find an area or you set yourself into an area, you can see these companies canvassing in a no solicit, solicit township. They're walking through. They don't care. They're just trying to get sales. That's the only way they can get sales. But I, th- I find it wrong to be doing it that way. But again, I, I also blame some homeowners for understanding that if you don't have that problem, why are you still going through with it? Right. So yeah. don't doesn't make any sense. As, as you said, you can't. There's no guarantee that the insurance company is going to cover it. You're Better. you're setting yourself up for that risk right from the beginning when the guy, you know, walks up to your door and and tells you there's something wrong with your roof. As a matter of fact, wouldn't it be good advice if you if you get a pitch like that from a contractor about your roof? Wouldn't it be good advice to assume that the insurance company isn't going to pay for it? Right? I think that should be the starting point. Yeah, that That's should be right. the starting yeah. point. Insurance is for accidental, not maintenance. If your roof is old, it's 30 years old, you should be replacing it. I hate to say that to homeowners, but that's one of the things the luxury is having a, a home and being a homeowner is that you will have to, at some point, maintain your house. You cooperate with other DAs to track down the bad guys across state lines? Because I'm sure a lot of this is happening across state lines, right? Am I right about that? Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're lucky enough here in Bucks County to have fabulous investigators, including our, our own uh, county detectives uh, that have great working relationships with uh, law enforcement in other states, especially, uh, you know, sort of in the tri-state area, and often have to um, collaborate with them to identify and track down people who may be operating out of state. You know, the other thing we've been able to, to do successfully is, with these contractors, is identify a connection to Bucks County. Actually, for example, the cabinetry case I was talking about earlier with uh, over $100,000 in cabinets, that was a um, a shore home that was being renovated, but all the, the contract was signed, um, the checks were passed right here in Bucks County. So that, you know, we had jurisdiction to prosecute that, and we did. 
um, even though the the ultimate work that was supposed to be done was in another state. But the the fraud happened right here in Bucks County. Yeah, because it would be nice to, I mean, we have listeners in what, 41 states now, right? Right. Nice to uh, know that we're helping people in other states, too. And I, I guess your answer to that is yes, we are, right? Yeah, just because it's Pennsylvania doesn't yeah. mean it's not going right. all over the nation. I mean, it still has to be covered. Exactly. There's still DAs in every state. so it's Even just... if it's not, even if this particular case is an interstate, there's probably somebody else operating this way in California or wherever, right? Yeah. Sure. You know, every every state has different laws and prosecutors are uh, bound by those laws. They can only do you know, what the, the law allows them to do. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, again, the days of this being writ- written off as a civil matter, I, I would hope, even on a national scale, are, are over. I'd like you to put in touch, if you don't mind, get in touch with some of those uh, the investigators. i like to talk to them myself. I'm sure I can give them a boatload of information just being in this business for 33 years and what we've done. Sure. You know, that would be, I'd like to get him on the show also. Well, I, I, I'm going to throw something out here. Kevin doesn't even know I'm thinking this right Uh-oh. now. Because I get these ideas from time to time. Yeah, right? they've been pretty good ones too. And um, if you, and when Mike Bannon comes on next week, if you guys want to use us as a, uh, like a bulletin board for some of the scams du jour, whether it be contractor, whether it be through the mail, whether it be online, we can do a little segment on that uh, on a monthly basis. You know, collect them and and, and ch- uh, channel them to us. We would never mention any names. We just mentioned generically that type of scam is out there, and you ought to be on the lookout for it. Might be helpful. Ab- absolutely, and and there's certainly uh, enough of them to go around. Yeah, I've been working very hard to figure out what these scams are and let people know about it. Because again, this is nationwide, so this isn't something that um, you know we have to do. Uh, just here at the show, but it's it, when you go nationwide with it, everybody can learn from this. That's the bottom line. If you don't learn from this, uh, then they're going to be calling you anyway. So let's try to minimize that so we don't have those issues. And, uh, and if we put it, if we put it out there, there's a good chance we'll hear about things happening in California, Florida, Texas. We have listeners in all those places, so we'd welcome that feedback as well, right? You're right. That would be great. Okay, be let's wonderful. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that offline. Is it common for contractors to come back and prey on homeowner on the homeowner under a different operating name kevin's going he's shaking his head and he's smiling here absolutely we, we we've seen that uh countless times where there's a, a a different business name uh that's being used uh after you know and it may just be a, a a number of civil suits or um uh bad reviews on better business bureau or or one of the other uh, online sites and they said you know what we'll just change the name of the uh business and uh, that's the kind of thing that um, is supposed to be disclosed. And insurance companies ask about it for the most part when you apply for insurance. Um, they're supposed to disclose it, if I'm not mistaken, on the HICPA application. They do, yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, strangely enough, this was really interesting. We've actually seen a contractor that actually changed his personal name legally and continue to go out there and, and defraud people with it with a different last same social security now, number though that's what i that that's what takes what i call chutzpah right yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah mark we got so much more to talk about we could talk about this subject on and, and going on, on yeah but you'll be back next week with mike and we'll talk about scams that go through the mail over the phone email because they it's, are it's endless. They're getting more endless clever and clever every day if somebody needs to get in touch with you how do they do that 
They can uh, just call uh, directly to the Bucks County DA's office, or we have a Crime Watch page that they can go online and look up Bucks County DA Crime Watch, and there's uh, the ability to send a, a direct message to the DA's office that will be answered. Okay. Perfect. As always, great information, great delivery on it, and we thank you very, very much and look forward to talking to you with Mike Bannon from Bucks County Consumer Protection next week. Looking forward to Thank you, guys. It's Take always care. a pleasure. All right, Mark, Take thanks care. again. Hey, Kev, great news on how our listeners can tap into their home equity without taking a loan, making monthly payments, or piling on debt. With Unison, they get up to 17.5% of their home's value to remodel, pay off debt, buy a vacation home, whatever. You have Unison, right? Yep, paid off medical debt. Unison's terms were perfect for me, especially zero monthly payments for up to 30 years. Zero monthly payments? How do they make money? When you sell your home, you pay them the original co-investment amount plus a percentage of the change in your home's value up to 30 years later. How do we learn more? Go to unison.com backslash YVH, which stands for Your Valuable Home. Again, that's unison.com backslash YVH. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit unison.com backslash YVH for details. Remember the name Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufacturing, stone and metal roofing products made with latest technology and honest old world craftsmanship the Provia way that's this week's podcast your valuable home comes to you every week on the new pod city podcast network apple podcast and all other popular podcast directories if you want us to share your home improvement project or horror story email me at kevin at your that's kevin at your and don't forget to tell your friends and family about Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast that's all about building wealth in residential real estate and hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. 